Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV10 side. And Colin, I'm going to turn over to you now. Thank you. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, Nick. We have a... Uh, it's the afternoon. It's true now. I'm so used to, you know, being here in the morning that I say good morning since I've been You've been saying good morning since 4 a.m. You should be saying good evening. I don't know. At this point, you should be saying good evening. It should be saying good night here soon. (laughs) The early afternoon. Yeah. So uh, we're joined now by uh, James Miller, who's a uh, coach for the Muscleman swim team, also a, what, writer, editor, everything for... Uh, SwimWV.co? Yeah, I guess you can call me the CEO if you want. CEO. <laughs> hey, you got to make your own titles, right? That's when right. You, that when you own something, fancy. you make the, your own title. <laughs> so uh, first, welcome in. Thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, let's get started because starting tomorrow, it's the state championships for high school swimming. Yeah, and actually, and starting in a few minutes, we're heading we're heading down the states. So um, there we go. I know. Do you, do you need to go? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be calling in and you missed the bus? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So I uh, first, uh, just who are some uh, of the athletes with well, the hey, EPAC well, to watch out for? First, let's recap with you in here, the region okay. swim meet. Sure. We do that. Um, well. Um, because we here got a lot of great feedback. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, I'm yeah, I'm saying that the, uh, the, the regional swim meet, I know I've gotten a great feedback that um, everyone was excited about how, like, every heat you all covered was just – um, every every swimmer felt important, so everyone really enjoyed that, and we appreciate your help with it as well. Yeah, definitely, very much appreciated. Uh, pun intended, we would have drowned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and in just case you didn't know, um, the Fairmont Senior Girls they won um, the regionals, and then the Jefferson uh, guys won the uh, regionals as well. Um, and there was lots of good swims um, on the guys' side. Like uh, what was really awesome is that most people, um, what you're trying to do at the state swim meet is your, or the regional swim meet, you're supposed to, you're supposed to have your uh, best times, your PR times. On the guys' side, um, three or four teams had about 80% of their entries have best times. So that's what you're always gearing towards. It was like Washington Muscleman had like 80-some percent of their swimmers having um, the best times they've ever swam. So you want to you want that to happen. And then on the girls' side, the girls' side wasn't quite as high, but they still had uh, a few good meets. And that really helps with uh, seating come time for states, correct? That is correct. Um, because there is certain spots in the state meet that you you want to be. Um, what happens in, in the state meet is there's there's three heats on the first day. So tomorrow um, at 8.30 in the morning, um, the girls will be swimming. Um, that means, and that's when it starts. So really, they actually start swimming at 7 a.m. So, um, you know, rise and shine, get in the pool. Um, so the way the heats do, uh, the fir- they, they, they seat it by um, – they put the fastest swimmer in in the the last heat, and it goes it goes that way. So it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, because you don't want to put all of the fast people in one lane and then the next 
six, the next eight and then the final eight. So you want to put – you just spread them out. And what you're – basically what your goal is is you want to need to finish in the top 12 um, because everyone that finishes in the top 12, um, they get to have me and video productions on Friday um, announce the state meet, and there's just a whole parade. It's just a, it's just a fun time. Um, so uh, that's – that's what they're going for. So whenever you have your best times, you don't want to really be in the first heat because most of the most of the, the best times usually happen in the third heat. You usually get like five, um, about five or so swimmers usually qualify in the top 12 because you're trying you're trying to pace yourself with the with the fast swimmer that's always in the last heat. So when you move on, I guess, to then the final day on Friday, um, how does it work in terms of naming state champions? Obviously, there's a team champion, right? And there's also individuals for each race. Yes. Yeah, so um, there's a medal round, just kind of like the Olympics, I guess. And then there's the ribbon round. Okay. So the 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 ribbon round, that's the they consult they call that the consults consultation consultation finals. I think um, it's the consults, and that's uh, people that finish seven through twelve. Um, on the first day. So on the first day, if you are 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you swim by yourself in a heat, you don't get the parade, you just they just tell you to get on the blocks and you go. Then if you're the top six, all of the people that finish in the top six, they get a medal. Um, a different color, different color around their neck, just like the Olympics. There's no cool little uh, box thing to stand on, but there is um, there is a medal um, for what you win. So you get first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. Um, and what happens is all all of the top twelve people, those are the ones that get points. So everyone, um, unless you DQ in your event. Um, you get points for um, your team. But it's like an individualized team sport. That's kind of what swimming is. And, uh, you know, so what are some things you're looking forward to from some of these EPAC swimmers in the States, some of them going for the first time, obviously. Uh, what are you most excited about, about the talent from the EPAC being showcased at the state swim meet? Well, I'll tell you, there's one event in particular that – um, I never thought in all of these years coaching that I would see, but we have in the 100-yard butterfly, we have um, in the Eastern Panhandle, we have uh, people seated second, third, and fourth, um, which is just just amazing. Nick Lugo um, from Jefferson is seated second. He and Henry Shields of Huntington, they're going to really be battling it out um, for first place there. And then uh, Noah, Segris and jo- Noah Segris from Spring Mills and Josh Thomason, um, they're seated third and fourth. Um, I really never remember a time whenever the eastern panhandle was seated that high except maybe in 1999 but that's what's the uh, time split between all four of those so um so nick lugo he is about two or three seconds um ahead of what segris and thomason are nick lugo is about a 52 seconds on the 100 yard butterfly and uh, segris and thomason they're about the 55 56 um seed time so um they have a little bit of a time if they want to catch second but uh segris and thomason they're just so you have Nick Lugo and Henry uh, Shields that are up here, and then just below you have Segrist and Thomason at third and fourth. Of course, there's always people that are trying to get them too. So, 
anybody else that uh, we should be watching out for from uh, Eastern Panhandle? Uh, well, we got Sadie Wright um, from Musselman, who is uh, she is seated sixth in both of her events. Um, so and people and, might remember her name from our viewers because she also does volleyball as well. Yes, she does. So she She's is going to play co- college volleyball, correct? College volleyball at Kent State. Yes. Um, so she is seated six in both her fifty free and her hundred free. Um, you also want to look out for Cassidy Driver. Um, she is on that weird line. She is seated seventh. So she is you know one place away from the medal round. Um, so in her one hundred yard breaststroke. Um, and then we also have um, from uh, Washington, we have Ishan Hattie in the 100-yard breaststroke. That's seated sixth. So we have um, quite a few people that could uh, medal. We also have the Spring Mills relay team. Um, I believe it's their 200 freestyle relay, girls 200 freestyle relay. They're seated fourth, uh, which would believe be the highest that um, um, a relay at Spring Mills finished. I believe it's our, like, tied for the highest. So... And then let's uh, now switch it over as we're joined here by James Miller, uh, who's, I guess, CEO of SwimWV.co as well as the uh, Musselman High School Swim Coach. I wanted to just talk about uh, that website and just how you decided to kind of create it and not only for the EPAC, but the entire state of West Virginia. Well, um, the site actually wasn't created by me. It was created by, um, I believe, Kim Squires um, in the Buckcannon area. And back then, uh, when she created the site, there was no, there was no way to share. So what happened is people would just um, you would rely on coaches to like hey I'll trade you my results for your results and she said that's weird let's get let's let's modernize this so she created swimwv.com um, and then um, about six years ago she sent out a message that says she can no longer she was no longer able to do it and um, I was one of those coaches that loved that site so I said surely I will uh, I will take over and I had no idea what I was taking over I had no idea just how much uh people would um want and strive for the site to like keep being updated every day um um, i have like uh, regional time about twenty thousand clicks of people just looking to make sure that their son or daughter or just themselves whether they qualify for regionals or not and there's tons of things on there we've got the top 75 swimmers of all time we've got a lot of uh, splash casts where i interview um, specific swimmers um, from across the state um, i have um, all sorts of all sorts of data from like how I think um, how I think the regional meet will be uh, handled, and then of course on Friday, the actual st- the the finals round will be um, live streamed. I'll have the live stream link on swimwv.co. So how much does do you uh, are you like the unofficial official WV swim? Like so you're do you do you talk to the SSAC at all? Do they help you with anything? Do you help them with anything? Like how does that work? Because I know. Like you're the, I remember you were saying something at the regional meet, like the unofficial official. <laughs> I am. So I am pretty much I, exactly as you described, the unofficial official. Um, the WVSSAC, um, they use, um, whenever they whenever they see who qualifies for states, um, they actually double check my site with their numbers. So we actually collaborate that way. So, um, like I said, as soon as I, we called region two, I was at my house waiting for all the region results to p- come in. And then I was, um, and then I was posting them with that. So, um, but in terms of like anything else, it's pretty much just me being the, just the swim person of, of the state of West Virginia. 
So I guess just last thing, uh, just give another quick plug on how people can uh, watch the state championship. Sure. So um, now make sure you go swimwv.co, um, not .com, swimwv, swim wv.co and right on the home page it'll be um probably it'll be up thursday night um you'll see the you'll see a big old uh big old square that'll have um the youtube um link and i'll be calling the state meet on uh friday all right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, James. And uh, we'll catch up with you on Monday. We'll talk about the state meet, the results from the Eastern Panhandle teams and overall. And uh, thanks for coming in and talking to us for a few minutes. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. That does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back on the other side of this two-minute break. We'll talk some EPAC basketball. At 1230, we'll be joined by Jefferson head boys basketball coach Richard Lewis. That's next after this two-minute break. and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! I'm talking with Ken Apple, CPA in Martinsburg. Ken, why should a small business choose you? Well, Rob, when you hire me, you get me. You know, when I used to work for a big firm, I thought I understood the needs of small businesses, but it wasn't until I became a small business owner myself that I understood their true needs. Now I know what it's like to make a payroll, and I can relate to the owners of those small businesses. I'm also a bank director. I've been for 20 years, and I understand what the bank needs when you're going for a small business loan. Call Ken Apple, CPA, 304-263-1100. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 on TV10 on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson counties and on streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page. Spencer Dupuy 
Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today. Our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV10 side today. Uh, let's talk some EPAC basketball action, Nick. We'll talk a lot more about Jefferson here in the next segment when we're joined uh, by head coach Richard Lewis. But obviously last night, a lot closer game for the most part than it was at uh, the first game of the, of the two two-game series this season between Martinsburg and Jefferson. Yeah, it was a uh, much closer game, Spencer, as you said. And, uh, you know, a really good performance by Jefferson's Jaden Gladney with 23 points uh, to help lead the Cougars to that victory. But it was a six-point game at halftime. Um, Martinsburg had a few opportunities to either cut into the lead or, you know, end up winning the game at some points. But they never really took control of the game. It it was, uh, you know, a, a really good performance again by Jefferson. Um, in that third quarter, especially the way yeah. the third quarter started for I mean, it was 39-33, Jefferson in the lead at halftime. And that third quarter got is where the game was won. And that was the Parsons Ford moment of the game that I chose. And uh, to go along with it, Cameron Johnson had all his 12 points in the second half in, a, in a, I think, 10 of the 12 in the third quarter. Yeah, I believe so. And... Um, you know, turnovers from Martinsburg really hurt them, and it, it's a game where now they'll have to just completely move on from that and get ready for Musselman tonight. So it, it's a quick turnaround into this Musselman game, and then a quick turnaround for Friday against Hedgesville. If you're looking at things from the Martinsburg side of things, but that's how really these last few weeks of the season are going to go. It, it, you're getting three, four games in a week uh, leading up to sectionals, regionals, and then states if you're lucky enough to get there. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely the most exciting part of the season, but also probably the toughest and the um, most work you're going to have to put in and quick turnarounds and not a whole lot of time to prep for each game. Yeah, even though Martinsburg lost last night 80 to uh, 65, I feel like they might have uh, exploited almost a minor weakness within Jefferson. Is That's just uh, the lack of size that they have. Yes, they have some great athletes who do have some height, but they don't have build like a uh, Jess Sutherland, a guy that can really just outbody Jess Sutherland was very down impressive low, and he, he v- was great down low. Uh, I can't remember the other kid's name. Aiden that Jackson. Was, Aiden, yeah, Jackson? Aiden Jackson also down low. So, granted, with those guys being in, Martinsburg lacked ball handlers, which kind of forced the turnovers and allowed Jefferson to really take advantage when it came to the press. But when it came to just physical game, which is kind of what Musselman does against this Jefferson team, which is why they've been competitive for the most part, it was something that Jefferson seemed to be lacking in. Yeah, Jefferson doesn't have a whole lot of height and and, and physicality down low, but I also think early in that game, despite Martinsburg's size advantage, giving up way too many offensive rebounds, too many second-chance points for a team like Jefferson. So that was a big uh, impact in the game. Once Sutherland and Jackson settled in, they both played really well, but it took them a little bit to get settled into the ball game. Yeah, it definitely did. Now, moving on throughout the EPAC, Spring Mills got a big win, 70-28 to over Hampshire. Keyshawn Cheek led the way, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 block. He I, Maybe he heard me saying something about him last week that he just seemed to not have, have kind of gone down in the season. Uh, that was just a hypothetical there. But, I mean, now he knows it's time. Maybe he has a little lull as a freshman. And now he's coming out right at the right time and going to you know, hopefully put up 25-plus if you're him or 20-plus each game. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a very talented player, yeah. so I wasn't concerned about you know a few performances that maybe were under his usual average. But I mean, obviously, it's just the adjustment to the number of games in high school. And it's tough to average twenty three as a freshman. So eighteen as a freshman for is anybody, really, extremely, yeah. yeah, yeah, extremely impressive. So Cardinals now twelve and six on the season. They have an EPAC game Friday at home versus Musselman. Then they'll play University the next day. Rematch that game is at University. The last home game, I believe, went into overtime and they lost by a few points there. Uh, then they'll finish the or the next week. They'll have on the twenty first. They'll have Washington at Washington, and they'll be home against Jefferson on the final game of their season. Uh, but obviously things looking good for Spring Mills. Also in action last night, Hedgesville narrowly defeated Washington 48-45. They're 13-4 and now. So this section really coming down to the wire for 1-2. and two. Yeah, and you mentioned Washington being competitive. Obviously they were pretty competitive against Jefferson too last week. So head coach Trent Hilliard uh, has a lot of confidence in his guys moving forward while they haven't had a great season this year. I think next year Washington will be a much better team in the EPAC and, and they'll get some really good wins eventually in this program, just not quite there yet. And um, moving on out of the girls' side, the voting took place for the sectionals. Came out last night in Region 2, Section 1, Tuesday, February 22nd. Number three, Martinsburg at number two, Hedgesville in section two. Number three, Washington at number two, Musselman. And then number one for each side, Spring Mills and Jefferson. The winner of those games will play those two teams. The winner of the Tuesday games will play those two teams on Thursday, the 24th. Uh, Quickly, Colin, what do you make of uh, particular section two? Because we knew section two was going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I agree with uh, Section 1 first off, but Section 2, now I'm not trying to be, uh, guess, rude or in any way, shape, or form toward Musselman, but Washington has the better record. They also beat Musselman head-to-head, so I'm kind of surprised that uh, Washington was pitted as the uh, three-seed and Musselman is the one hosting. I felt like that uh, just a little Musselman's bit of a number two. flip-flop there. Yeah, I thought that... No, Washington Mon- should be number two. Yeah, is yeah, what I'm saying. Sorry if I yeah. messed that up. But yeah, I mean that's where I think the only really question is. I mean, I think Martinsburg Hedgesville could have been flipped potentially. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. You got to look at the overall. They did head there head, still, and yeah. the only win that Martinsburg has is that the last win game. against yeah. Hedgesville. But it's well, still only one win out of the rest of the season. Yep, and we'll have more on what games we'll have uh, when we make this schedule. Haven't made that. That just came out last night, so we'll be talking about it today after the show. Uh, but that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by our senior's home store. Not just supply store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more we come back after this two-minute break, we'll be joined by head coach of the 17-0 Jefferson Boys basketball team, head coach Richard Lewis. That's next after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. 
WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care, Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist, Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management, Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia, Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics, and Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine, WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Whether you're heading to a high school, college, or professional football game, Johnny's has all your tailgating go-tos. Delicious wings, meatballs, shrimp, burgers, and dogs. Plus, Johnny's has everything you need to serve it all up. Party trays, utensils, plates, cups, and more. Stop by either of our two great locations, 1456 Winchester Avenue, Martinsburg, and Route 11 South in Chambersburg. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Jenkins to the corner. Cameron Johnson is scoreless tonight, but not anymore as he knocks down the corner three. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 on TV 10 streaming live on Facebook. We're now joined by the head coach of that Jefferson Cougars team, head coach Richard Lewis. How are you doing today, coach? Good. How you guys doing? We're doing great. You guys 17-0 and now on the season. Three more games left. Uh, definitely last night faced a, a better Martinsburg team than you saw a couple weeks back. Yeah, definitely. We knew they were going to come out um, ready to go. They came off with two big wins um, over the weekend, so I knew they were playing a lot better um, than the first time we played them. So we definitely expected a, a big challenge, and they came and brought the game to us early, um, and we had to fight off some some runs in the first half um, to eventually, you know, third quarter breaking the game open. You mentioned that third quarter. What were some things that maybe you – went over at halftime that allowed you to uh, pull away in that third quarter and really put the game out of reach? I thought we had to pick it up defensively a little bit more, um, especially against uh, some of the bigger players. They were um, beating us on the boards a little bit. I think number 10, he got a couple offensive rebounds, a couple putbacks, and we wanted to make sure we account uh, for him on the offensive glass. And I thought uh, just the pace of the game overall um, kind of got them out of sorts a little bit. What other ways uh, did you feel like you uh, were able to uh, counter the uh, post players and big guys for Martinsburg? Just mainly like just trying to keep them off the board um, and then making them work on a defensive end. So I know they played that zone, so we wanted to make sure they had to, you know, not set up the zone um, every time down the court and make them play a little bit more in transition to uh, take them out of the, run of the basket. 
And coach, for you guys, obviously the last couple weeks, uh, just due to the you know having to reschedule some games and whatnot, kind of been a little hectic. Three three games a week, and then you went to that showcase game there at the St. James. But now, as you guys get ready for sectional play, you'll have most likely the way things are looking, you'll have that bye there in the first game. Uh, but you know this week you have that game last night, then you don't play again until Saturday, and then you have Wednesday, Friday next week. How does that help you guys? And then you know you won't play basically for another week how's it help you guys uh you know kind of rest up a little bit because we saw last night will shively uh was on crutches yeah we've been banged up the last week uh, that was a tough week last week for us cameron johnson had missed the hedgeville game the week before and then end up playing st james um and then playing a back-to-back against muslim so he was a little nicked up as well um he didn't play against washington on friday so we kind of set him out Friday so we can he could be ready for Green Bay Saturday. So we've been we've been just facing a little bit of adversity uh, lately uh, with injuries and some some guys being nicked up, just just ankle problems and leg problems, things that you normally have um, during this time of the year. We just you know Will's situation was a little unfortunate. It was a little more severe than just a, a sprained ankle. It was a little bit. Um, a little bit worse than a sprained ankle. So he'll be back for the playoffs, um, hopefully, if everything goes right with his rehab. Um, and then this week right here was a tough week. We played five games in seven days. So this, we got a much-needed break coming up. Coach, wanted to ask you about Jaden Gladney, 23 points for him last night, a guy that uh, just continues to seem to get better, especially when he's able, though, to knock down those open threes. Yeah, he's uh, he's just a big shot maker. Um, that's that's what his mo is for us. Um, when, when we really need him most, he's uh, going to step up and take the big shots. So last night with um, Will out, Will had a big game last game against Marsburg. He just really just filled those shoes, stepped in, hit five big threes, especially in the first half to keep kind of kind of keep us up a little bit. I thought his shots early in the game kept us out there a little bit in front of Martinsburg, um, and then that kind of opened up the second half for. Cameron and other guys to step up, but overall, like um, that's that's what we need from him. We expect him to pick big shots for us. He's just a natural scorer. Coach Lewis, more or less uh, throughout the history of uh, the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference for boys basketball, teams with the targets on their back were Martinsburg and Hedgesville. And uh, starting last year with you guys making states, now this year being undefeated, it's really uh, become Jefferson. So just how has your team been able to uh, deal with that pressure through and through and still remain undefeated? Well, we knew we, knew we had a little expectations last year going into the season, um, and I thought we handled it pretty well. Um, last year I thought we, we made the states, and we were expecting to make it to states. We were, we were kind of targeting that year last year to – to kind of get there. So I thought last year, and I, I told, the, told the guys that's returning, I thought last year we had more pressure on us last year than we do this year because we were trying to get the monkey off our back. So we finally got 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 through the EPAC um, somewhat, got the states, um, and got some experience. And then this year we were kind of coming to the season looking just to build off of that, just kind of just take, take it to the next level. So that's kind of what we're – um, our mind, where our mindset is to take it to the next level, um, and you know, undefeated is undefeated, but not what we're really focusing on. We're really focusing on this one team, one game at a time, um, and like you know, from here on out, you know, I, when I told the guys, you know, just treat every game like a one-game playoff. Um, we prepare for each team the same way, um, no matter what the record or what record is, um, and then take one game at a time and prepare the same way, and then everything will take care of itself. The wins and losses will. 
uh, moving forward. But we're in some uncharted territory for Jefferson High School um, as a whole and the history of the program. I'm not sure when the last time you know a team has been in this this point um, for Jefferson. So I'm sure the historians may know, but um, the kids are just really focused um, and they're excited. You know, the school's excited, the community's excited. Um, I'm excited for them um, to really be in this spot because I think they deserve, especially our seniors who had, you know, some losing seasons when they first came um, came to Jefferson. And Deion Taylor, especially, he's been on varsity for four years, so he had a couple seasons where we didn't have have as many wins. And, uh, you know, you talk about the kind of the makeup of your team there. Dayon Taylor, a senior that starts. Cam Johnson, a senior that starts. Uh, but, you know, other than that, your mainstay starters this season, minus, you know, a couple games due to injuries and stuff, have been, you know, Jaden Gladney, a sophomore, Jamari Jenkins, a freshman, and then Will Shively, a junior. But specifically, Gladney and Jenkins, what have they meant to your program this season as, you know, two really young guys and they've made a huge impact? Um, well, Jaden last year he um, started for us every game except two. So you know he didn't start at the beginning of last year, and then when he got his opportunity, um, he went on the average eleven point four a game for us. So he was our third league scorer last year as a sophomore. So we knew coming into this year he was going to step up and play big. Jamari coming in this year as a freshman, um, he had a lot of you know a lot of buzz in middle school. Um, he's played a high-level AAU um, in the summer, so we expect him to come in and uh, and play really well for us too. His brother played Division One basketball, so his pedigree is rock solid. So we kind of expected him to come in and uh, play the way he's playing. All right, Coach. Final question here. I know you talked earlier about you know not getting too far ahead, but next Wednesday, kind of that rematch with Spring Mills, and you know you you had a big win over over Martinsburg a couple weeks back. They came, kind of played a lot better of a game. That game is the last EPAC game for you guys in the regular season. Uh, do you anticipate Spring Mills coming out like kind of like Martinsburg did? Yeah, I mean they're gonna be at home. I know they play a lot better at home than they do on the road, so. Definitely expect them to come out um, and do some things different than they did the last time. And then sometimes, this is basketball too. Um, when you play against a team enough, you kind of you kind of get a feel for what they're going to do. Um, and then you take the coaches out of it. The players kind of get used to playing against a certain level of competition. So that's it's, it's called adapting to your environment. So I expect them to play a lot better. I expect the young young kids to play a lot better against our our seniors and our juniors um, because they've already seen them um, before. So we definitely expect them to play a lot better. All right, Coach Lewis, thanks for joining us. Best of luck on Saturday, and we'll talk soon. All right, thanks a lot, guys. That was our guest head coach there of the undefeated Jefferson Cougars sitting at 17-0 and overall and 9-0 and here in the EPAC. Three games left on the season. One against an EPAC opponent in Spring Mills that I just mentioned next Wednesday. Saturday, they're at home against Buchanan Upshur and their final game of the season next Friday against Broadford and Christian Academy. Bringing you guys back in here as we get a little bit of time before we take the break. Uh, what do you guys think overall? You know, obviously we saw Jefferson last night. We've seen him a few times this season, Nick. What do you think it'll take for them to make it to states and, and get a state championship? Because they made it there last year, but they've got to, you know, use last year as the flame to get into the championship and win. I think they just 
kind of stay focused because honestly there's not a whole lot of flaws in their game especially when they're shooting the ball like they were uh in these last few games against martinsburg so if they just stay focused just take care of business they're a team that's at least i think going to make it to the semifinals if not to the state championship um obviously we haven't seen you know all the teams in the state that are really good but we know them and morgantown appear to be the favorites um to make it all the way so just if they can stay focused and keep their game playing at a high level uh you know they're they're certainly a team that's built to win a state championship i mean you have four or five guys that can score in double figures on any given night that's very tough to stop you have good shooting uh good speed good athleticism um can play different styles so they're a pretty complete team like colin said the only thing they're really missing is a true post player um so if they run into somebody like that that might give them some issues but i think guys like johnson and uh fleming make up for it with their athleticism that even though they might not be you know six seven six eight and 250 pounds they can still you know play at a high level in the post uh wide shively is a good physical player that they can bring in off the bench as well so um they they really have a really good team. I expect them to go far in the playoffs this year, and I, I don't think there's a whole lot that they need to clean up. It's just going to come down to focus and, and can they finish these opponents. Yeah, you got to have the confidence and just be able to visualize it. From what we've seen, they are clearly the best team. Granted, as you guys already said, we haven't seen Morgantown yet or anybody really around the uh, rest of the state to kind of compare them to but the biggest one i guess you could look at is that win at the saint james invitational it was an absolute blowout against a team that is nationally ranked from the state of north carolina so this team's special and i believe in them they just got to believe in themselves and i think that they're capable of winning the state championship yeah definitely and i believe the voting I don't have the document in front of me, and I don't remember which it is, where it is on the SSAC website. It is on the uh, the Premier computer back there, the editing computer. Uh, I was looking at the other day. I believe today, tomorrow, is when the voting ballots are sent out to the head coaches. All right. And well, if they don't vote Jefferson for one, then <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They just have something against them then, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I read the other day. I meant to you know pull the document put it somewhere but i did not uh but yeah it should be a good uh good playoffs here and you know we'll find out soon i believe middle of next week what the sections will look like um but obviously as we keep talking about uh you know section one is what it is uh the fight for one and two is really there and then i think the it in if you're looking at it from afar i think section two is kind of already made up I think you got Jefferson number one, Musselman number two, Washington number three. It's just in section one, are you going to label Spring Mills number one or Hedgesville number one? Or I, even Martinsburg. If Martinsburg beats Hedgesville on Friday, exactly, they're right in it. Yeah, and I mean that's because they'd all split with each other. Yeah. So, uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. And we talked to Coach Dave Rogers yesterday, and he said, you know, it's all about the timing, how you play at the time of the season. And so. right now, Martinsburg's playing good basketball, and, and besides, it almost seems like Hedgesville might not. Besides be. getting the bye, it really doesn't matter when you get to that. Like, if you're in the section, you still got to go through those three teams. Yes. So the seating doesn't matter that much. You do get the bye, obviously, which you want, 
And I believe you because automatically advance regional. regional. Yeah, yep. so the winner of each section will play the loser of the other section yep. final in the regional championship. The two region sure. championship games, the winner of those games will be the two state representatives. So if you win the first section game but lose the final, you still have a chance in the region. Yeah. That's so how it, it matters, but yeah. it's not like the end of the world if you're the two or the three seed because you could still make the region. Yeah, all you got to do is just win that game. Yeah. Which. And then you're guaranteed a if shot. If you're better region. than those teams, you beat those teams. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this will be some, you know, big stuff to get into next week when they come out. We'll obviously break that down on the show next week when it comes out. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mic, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back after this two-minute break. A uh, DC sports legend retires, hangs it up yesterday. Uh, the Caps played last night in the Music City. And uh, we'll recap that as well. That's uh, after this two-minute break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the sports mix next. Till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304 3500646 and learn more today. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. And look at Vasquez, the Boston catcher, standing way out on the grass to give Zimmerman time here. That's classic. What it came down to, I went in and talked to Davey when I got here today. He said, let, let him do his job because he had already planned to do something like that. But I, you know, I, I wanted to do it for for the fans and for the people in the stadium. Um, obviously, I have a special relationship 
with this fan base and the community um, and talking with Heather last night, I think if I do retire this offseason or I didn't do anything today, I would have regretted it. But right here to me, this is a guy that's come up with a lot of big hits and a lot of big situations for this franchise. His manager's giving him another chance to add to that right here. First pick by the Nats way back in 2005 out of the University of Virginia. Is Washington through and through. In the air to left center field. Hit pretty well. Bellinger goes back. Leaping. It's gone. Ryan Zimmerman, a three-run shot. A legendary Nat with a legendary moment. A legendary Nat he was. Mr. National Ryan Zimmerman has announced his retirement from baseball uh kind of taken as a shocker with you know what rob manfred announced last week about the universal dh you'd think it would kind of be appealing for him but he did just have another baby so he's family man mr zimmerman now but a legendary player in the nationals organization the guy that you kind of recognize as the start of the nationals the first draft pick for the Nationals back in 2005, mere months after they opened their 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 history here in D.C. Yeah, I think it, it, I wasn't surprised, but also um, I think it makes a lot of sense because of the uh, lockout going on right now. Um, I think he would have retired either way, but like having a lockout, you don't know when the season's going to start. It, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to. You know, not really know when to start working out and getting ready for this season. So, um, you know, just a great career for the Nationals. Uh, I don't know if it's a Hall of Fame career overall. It's a Nationals Hall of Fame career. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know about Major League Hall of Fame. I mean, it's it's close. It's close. It's close, but it's just so hard to get into the Major League Hall of Fame. Like It's getting easier, though, because they don't want to vote anybody in that actually had good careers and... If you just don't take steroids, you're in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, Zimmerman, though, he leaves the Nationals as career leader in games played. 1799, which was the beginning of that little compilation there at the beginning of this segment. Uh, that was his final game of last season, and everybody was respecting that he could have hung it up. And as you heard, if he did and he didn't do something like that, he would have regretted it. Uh, but he's the leader in runs as well with 963, hits with 1846, total bases, doubles, home runs with 284, and RBIs with 1,061. He wrote in a statement released by his agency, CAA Baseball, when I first when we first met, quote, when, I, when we first met, I was a 20-year-old kid fresh out of the University of Virginia. I had no idea how unbelievable the next 17 years of my life were going to be. Led the Nats to that World Series there as the senior leader in that locker room and just one of the best to ever do it in D.C. sports. Uh, and he signed it with um, – he signed his end of his statement that although my baseball career has come to an end, my family and I can will continue to be heavily involved in the DMV community. You have given me so so much to us over the past 17 years it's now time for us to give back to you but he's been giving back the whole time with the zims foundation and he signs it this is not goodbye but more of a see you around employee number 11 sign so legendary nat ryan zimmerman hangs up the cleats no you guys are orioles fans but uh it's still gonna be weird to see the nationals without zimmerman as you said he's been there since the start of it all he's been the face 
He's been the veteran. He finally got the World Series, deservingly so, against Houston, which obviously every baseball fan enjoyed since the scandal with the Astros. But Yeah, and when he uh, he opened up Nats Park with a walk-off blast on opening day in 2008. Like, that's why he's called Mr. National. He's the guy. Uh, but in when they had the parade and they had all the speeches after the the uh, the World Series, he literally cried during his speeches because he stuck it out all those bad years from two thousand you know six to two thousand eleven, and then the disappointing years in thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen, and even eighteen when they you know just couldn't do anything in the playoffs if they made it. Hats off to him and his career. Um, definitely, he'll. Probably going to get some kind of, you know, get in the Hall of Fame, maybe jury retirement, maybe a statue outside Nats Park. Probably. Uh, but all those would be well-deserving honors. Uh, he'll definitely have his jersey retired, I would think. I mean, your first superstar player and probably the only, like, national superstar player in terms of, like, that's his whole career yeah. in D.C. I mean, you have Bryce Harper, you have but Strasburg, too, I think, probably. Yeah. Uh, Scherzer. But, but those is more of a tiger, I think, originally, yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Zimmerman still obviously hangs it up, and he'll be remembered as one of the greatest nationals of all time, uh, national through and through. Uh, now let's transition to the Capitals. Here we got a few minutes left. They finally get back in the win column now, twenty-five, fifteen, and nine, with a four-to-one victory over the Nashville Predators, who came into the game twenty-eight, sixteen, and four. So. Uh, quality win there for the caps uh northern virginia native joe snively got it started again it got it started he scored another goal i believe that's now three goals in the last three games uh 417 in the contest there was no scoring in the second period uh then in just a two-minute span the preds would tie it up uh with a goal from michael mccarran followed by a goal from nick jensen to restore the caps lead at the 327 mark then alex ovechkin scored is there. Ovechkin's one-timer. He scores! Alex Ovechkin from his office. His 30th of the season. It's a power play goal and the Caps lead 3-1. to one. A power play goal. The first power play goal in I don't know how long, Colin. Especially for Ovechkin. It felt nice to finally see it get back to the office and finally a 30th goal, 16th. Uh, that wasn't his last one goal. One of his night, career, though. though. Wasn't still on the ice for John Hines Club. Forsberg to the middle. Stick handling around. Stolen by Washington. Ovechkin for the empty net. Into the goal. Bullseye. A two-goal game for Alex Ovechkin. An empty netter should seal this one. From that did seal it with the 4-1 victory. Uh, two goals on four shots. 50% margin there. Uh, pretty good. Uh, but now he's at 6-6-761. Six, six, Yep, 761, five or six behind Yager. Five from tying. I believe he's 766. Six okay. away from taking sole possession of third place all time as he continues to jump up there. I believe that's the kind of the closest one that he'll have for, for, a, a, while. for a while. It, it was a good win. It uh, caught the end of it when I got home and was kind of getting worried when the Preds tied it up because for the majority of the season especially as a late for the capitals when that's happened they've uh fell apart and let the game slip but as you said it was only a few uh short minutes later that they got the 2-1 lead and then ovechkin put it away so hopefully that uh 
momentum carries over to Philly tomorrow. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tomorrow we will not have that game, unfortunately, but uh, we'll hopefully get a Caps game on the air here soon. Uh, but before we get going, we got about 20 seconds here before the outro. The segment was sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call them Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices, which are located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Tonight, 7 p.m., Johnny's Express Tip-Off Show, 7.30 tip between Musselman and Martinsburg there in NEPAC Showdown. Nick will have the call be on color. Uh, that does it for today's edition. Thanks to our guest today. Um, why I can't? I'm bad with names right now. James Miller. James Miller. I don't know why James Miller is not sticking in my head. I apologize, James. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you Monday. Uh, thanks and to Richard Lewis. Yeah, I, Coach I was Lewis. just about to say. And thanks to Jefferson Boys Basketball Head Coach Richard Lewis, 17 and 0 Jefferson Cougars. Uh, we'll talk to him obviously soon. Uh, hopefully a few more times here as Jefferson hopes to make a run to the state championship. But that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, for our TV10 producer intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 12.08 on the Sports Mix or tonight at 7 p.m. on the Johnny's Express Tip-Off Show. Hey.